Hi everyone, this is Barry Robison. Welcome to the Vandal Science Experience, where we take an irreverent and lighthearted but in-depth look at the students who perform undergraduate research here at the University of Idaho. There's so much science in this podcast, you're gonna die. On this episode, of the Vandal Science Experience. You would have zero amount of time to think about it if you got a hole in the hull. It would collapse so quickly. Instant death. It'd be instant death. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Barry Robison, and welcome to the Vandal Science Experience. This is the first episode of a podcast produced by the College of Science at the University of Idaho, where we focus on undergraduate research. For the kickoff episode of the Vandal Science Experience, we have brought in one of the college aces, Mr. Danny King. He's he's reacting as though maybe he's not an ace. That was unexpected. <laughs> he was like, ace, what? Ace. Mr. Danny King, who is an undergraduate, who uh, he's a senior in environmental science, and we managed to reel him in before he graduates. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up here at U of I. It's a pretty long story. I'll talk about my my most recent uh, experience, which was basically I was living and working in Coeur d'Alene and started going to school, or I'd say back to school, um, part-time at North Idaho College. And uh, I did that for several years and decided to continue going to school and, and just transferred down to University of Idaho about two years ago. And what precipitated that? What Why the University of Idaho? Well, I was involved with the uh, science program quite a bit at North Idaho College, and we came down to the University of Idaho to check out uh, some of the different research that was going on. And I heard Dr. Eric Middlestead talk about some underwater geology and geophysics stuff that he was working on. Okay, uh, you ended up at the University of Idaho, but that's not this enrolling at the university is not the same thing as starting to become involved in undergraduate research. So, can you talk a little bit about? that transition and how long did it take you before you started exploring that opportunity? Did you sort of just jump right into it in the first semester? Yeah, actually, I, I jumped right into it. Um, I was contacted by a professor from NIC who had heard from Eric and Eric had remembered me wow. from the talk. And uh, so the email was forwarding this opportunity to go out to sea and do research uh, for a summer and be out, out on the ocean for an, a month. 30 days on a boat, yep. middle of the Atlantic. How big is it? It's it's a full-size ocean vessels. It's uh, about two-thirds of a football field long. There were approximately 50 people on board, so about 15 scientists, and then the rest would be supporting uh, engineers and uh, cooks. and yeah, ship's crew. Ship's crew, yeah. Right. Cool. Okay, what was the name of this vessel? This is the RV Atlantis. The RV Atlantis. Yeah, Research Vessel Atlantis. Oh. That's what RV is. You know, I probably should have known that. <laughs> That's what RV is. Reginald Van Atlantis. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> out, out on the ocean we go. Uh, but the cool part uh, of this incredibly cool experience that you got to have was that you actually got to go in the submersible to the bottom of the ocean 
in the middle of the Atlantic. I did. You did. Yeah, dive number 4950. Dive number 4950. So that's how many times Alvin has been down, and that yeah. was my dive. But yeah, a <laughs> big part of this trip was going down to the bottom in the in the Alvin and taking geology samples as well as uh, sediment samples. Okay, so you're you're gonna you're jumping into Alvin. Talk about like how big is this submersible? How many crew go down with you? What does it look like on the inside? I hesitate to ask what it smells like, but feel free to uh, let us know. <laughs> well, it's really small. I couldn't say exactly, but I I put it at around uh, nine or ten feet in diameter of a sphere. Yeah. The Alvin is basically a titanium sphere with a bunch of stuff attached to it, uh, the motors and all. Whoa, 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 slow down. That's pretty technical. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's just a sphere with with a few windows in it and all of this stuff attached to the outside. And so you go down into a hatch and you're in this little tiny ball and there are three people total. So there's one pilot and two scientists. And so uh, there's three of us trying to fit in this tiny little space that's also full of screens and buttons and um, oxygen tanks because, of course, while you're down there, you need to be breathing oxygen. Yeah, um, I've looked into it. Turns out yeah. you're right. Yeah. One yeah. of those things, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's barely packed in there, uh, and the two scientists kind of lay backwards, uh, kind of lounged backwards to the direction that the ship is moving, and um, they control a video screen, so cameras on the outside of, of oh. the Alvin while the pilot does his thing. So we've, we've put you in there and you're, you're reclining in your super cool scientist chair and <laughs> we're lowering Alvin into the water and then the pilot starts the descent. How long does that take to get um, to where you would need to go? It took us about an hour and a half to go all the way to the bottom. and it, Holy moly. Yeah, it takes quite a while. So you just, you look out into the blackness. It's about... 800 meters i want to say it goes through this um this layer where there's these uh, phosphorescent like glow of of microscopic animals so there's that and then from then on it's just pitch black out there um except for what the lights except hit. for your light yeah so you go through a, a set of like bioluminescent kind of yeah. zooplankton yeah yeah wow so i think they said it's somewhere around 700 to 800 meters as as we were going down, I was yeah. staring out, out the porthole. Yeah. Wow. So let's let's switch before we get to the bottom of the ocean. Let's talk just a little bit about why you are headed down on this particular trip to the bottom of the Atlantic. Well, the overarching purpose for this was to look at this area called Popping Rocks, where it's where the plates are spreading apart. Um, there is a section where the new, relatively new rocks that are found have a lot of gas trapped in them, and so when you bring them up to the top, they actually explode. Hence popping rocks. You had me to explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are these exploding rocks yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> okay. Done. <laughs> Send my tax dollars to this project immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So we were out there looking at those because so where, where the plates are spreading apart, new seafloor is being created. So essentially new earth is, is mm-hmm. being created. And along the ocean, um, the basalt, the rock that's down there is pretty much all uniform for the most part. And so you can get an idea of what the composition of of the kind of interior of the earth is by what you can find uh, geochemically there within the rocks. So these rocks present this unique, like more gaseous version of of the mid-ocean ridge basalt. Okay, so now we're down there. Mm -hmm. We've passed through the 800-meter band of bioluminescent coolness, and you've gone into the abyss of just pure blackness. Is it cold? I mean, is it, is this thing? I mean, I assume it must be heated, right? I That's mean, that's a good question. Are you physically like cold or sweaty or? 
how does it feel when you're down at the bottom of the ocean? It is. It's fairly cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started out. We we're near like uh, near the equator. Really, we we're about we we're about 13 degrees north mm-hmm. of the equator, and so it's pretty warm up top. And so you go in with your shorts on. Yeah. Um, but you bring along some warm some extra layers. Sweatpants and a <laughs> yep, sweater. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so it does get pretty cold. Not unbearably cold. Nothing is freezing or anything like that. But it is. It, it gets chilly. Yeah. And how deep are you on the site that you went down at on on what what dive was it? Forty nine fifty. Forty nine fifty. Got to remember that. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> Forty nine fifty. How deep were you? And we went down about. Um, oh man, I should remember this. You should. It seems important. <sighs> How many times have I said it? It's literally your opening line at every bar ever. I know. I've been X amount of miles below the surface of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 14 feet at least. That's like 3,500. <laughs> okay. I think that's right. So in my, what, what is that in miles? Like That's probably... about two and a quarter miles. Okay. So, so yeah, I went about uh, two and a quarter miles two down. Two and a quarter yep. miles below the surface of the ocean. Okay. So... The pilot is taking you down there, and you point your cameras and rocks, or your cameras at the at the rocks and things like that, because you're you're trying to take samples, right? So, who takes the samples? Is it the pilot driving the gear? Yeah, the pilot takes all the samples. There are a couple of robotic arms uh-huh. on the Alvin that they use for sampling, and then the scientists help direct to what samples we would like to get. Um, there's a little bit back and forth of like which which uh, samples would be the best. And so it's mapped out, roughly mapped out beforehand on where we want to actually go to collect samples. And then all of the decision making as far as which samples we're collecting are, are along the way. It's sort of a collaboration. Okay. All right. So you pilot around at the, you know, two and a quarter miles down. How long are you down on site conducting the the sampling part we spent um i want to say about six hours on the bottom it's a little bit regulated by the amount of power that you have yeah that seems reasonable yeah (laughs) so you're down there until until you you know have to go back up you're at bingo bingo (laughs) fuel bingo electricity yeah and you have to what does it run on it's it's electricity it's electricity so it's just got a bunch of battery yes yeah it's huh. charged, and then yeah. depending on what you do, what maneuvers you do while you're down there, you know, you have more or less time. Um, like barrel rolls, for example, take up a lot of electricity. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot absolutely. of. Did you do any barrel rolls? No. <laughs> in my imagination, there's not a lot of joking around and messing around when when you're down there. None right? at all. No. I imagine these pilots have about zero sense of humor. Well, I wouldn't say that. Right? You wouldn't say that. I mean, these, you know, they're they're great guys. They're down there. This is their job, so they're they're comfortable with where they're at, and it, there's good conversation. But yeah, when it comes to actually doing the work, it's safety first. Do no the work, safety first. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, you are you are in an area where the the pressure will turn a regular coffee cup into something the size of a thimble, uh, like a styrofoam coffee cup. So there's a lot of pressure down at that depth. Danny, I feel like. Of all of the terrifying examples you could have given us <laughs> for the risk and the, the what the pressure would do, <laughs> I feel like you're not really bringing your A game when you talk about a coffee cup. Literally, when you're down there, your coffee cup could become slightly smaller. That's what we just got, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What would um, happen to a person down there? I I mean, do you really want to go into that? Yeah. On, on tape. Let's go. Do it. They would, All right. They would uh, die. You would have zero amount of time to think about it. If you got a hole in the hole, it would collapse so quickly. Instant death. It'd be instant death. Yeah. 
All right, so we spent six hours. Now we're at like hour seven to eight in this vessel, and it's time to ascend back up. And at that point, how quickly does the time go by? Is this a kind of thing where it's like, oh, I really have to pee. I, we should get up there really <laughs> soon. Or or does the time go by like super fast and you're like, already? Yeah, it, it went by really quick. Yeah. Um, I I could have been down there for much, much longer. Yeah. It was great. I can't so. even imagine. Did you see – I'm, so I'm a biologist, so I'm going to ask you a biology question. Do you do you see life down there at the sample site? Yeah, there was life down there. Um, it's very strange life. Yeah. All right. Tell me more. It's uh, nothing like what's what I've seen on on top or even like in in shallow water. It, this is down there. It's an alien world. Um, everything's kind of covered in this. It's called marine snow, which is just like sediment, kind of dusty looking stuff. It looks like snow on top of all these rocks, and then just kind of randomly dispersed are these weird sea creatures that are mostly translucent um a lot of times attached to things so they're like starfish um, okay. or very slow moving i should yeah. say and like these things called sea cucumbers or well i guess people know what sea cucumbers are i, I do but <laughs> but there are sea cucumbers um I think one of them is called a sea pig, which is really weird. It floats around and is totally transparent except for its digestive tract. So it's like this really strange floaty animal. Jellyfish saw Dumbo octopus, which was pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, it was uh, just some crazy looking stuff. A totally alien world. Yeah. All right. So how long does it take to get back up? About the same amount of time or is it? A little shorter. Yeah. Yep. I think it took an hour, maybe a little bit less to get back to the top. Okay. Okay. So you get up to the top, they crack the seal and you you climb out and all of that kind of stuff. Now, when I used to do stuff on research vessels, um, there were all sorts of weird traditions and things that the crew would end up doing that uh, kind of mess with the scientific staff a little bit. And did they do anything like that? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah they, there's a tradition uh, when you go down on your first dive, when you get back up, there's a tradition to be doused with some cold water. Okay. This is before you go down? This is after you come after. back. Yeah. Oh, it's so, probably because you've been down there with some smelly people for like three <laughs> For a long time, and that could know, be. Like, I didn't think of it that shower way. Shower time, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, so there's this tradition to be doused with water afterward, and um, and it's all good-hearted fun. They also froze my sandals that yeah. I had in a in a tray, so my sandals were ice. Okay, so before we get back uh, and talk about the, the the stuff you're doing here on campus, as a follow up to that, is it just work, 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 work for thirty straight days, or is there yeah, you know, yeah, like nobody plays cards or. You know. uh, no, we play we play board games yeah. on on the ship, and then meal times are great. Everybody gathers. The meals are also yeah. excellent. Yeah, <sighs> they usually don't scamp on cooks. Yeah, a lot of fish, a lot of fish really? dinners. Yeah, yep. Why? Like, do they, they don't catch them, right? No, they don't catch them on board. Let's know. Let, okay, so enough about undergraduate research. Let's talk about the rationale that they have for what they served you for food. That's really what the people <laughs> want to know. I really need to know. <laughs> I'm hungry. It's okay. dinner time. Okay, wait, wait. It's let's let's time. roll through this. Yeah. yeah. Let's really think this through. Is it, while you're down in Alvin, somebody's like got a fishing pole. Like, hurry up and catch the fish. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how we do it. No, it is not. No, no, not at all. Okay. 
they pick up everything locally, so they picked it all up in Bermuda. In Bermuda, I see. Yeah, okay. and so we had, oh, man. Yeah. I know we're going on a tangent here, but they had some awesome hot sauces from, like, all over the world because this ship goes everywhere. Welcome to the Hot Sauce Podcast, everybody. Yeah. Hot sauce. That was so good. <laughs> anyway. totally not a euphemism for anything. So, okay, wh- what haven't I asked you about about the um, the voyage that you took, that 30 days? I mean, what, is, what are the cool things that I just don't know enough to ask you? I got to see the video from every dive. Yeah. Um, so though I only went down to the bottom on one dive. I got to see all these other videos. There were there were fish, uh, like swordfish in one of the videos, you know, like before you reach that abyssal kind of yeah, layer. Yeah. Yeah, it turns into the darkness. Has anything emerged? Can, can, can we say anything about, you know, one of the papers that came out from this voyage? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to have you on it or anything like that. But do you know anything about, like, how people are using the data collected on that voyage? Well, I can say I can talk for myself a little bit yeah. on what I'm working on. So I've been working on um, the formation of the seafloor and what it actually looks like. So the the morphology of the hills down there and how the the structure of the floor the seafloor is related to the amount of magma present and the spreading rate and the faulting. So um, I've been working with geophysical data, which would be the gravity and magnetics to to kind of determine what part of the process is creating these different hills. This is amazing. I I feel like we should have led with the gravitational anomalies, right? Like, I mean, Alvin's cool and everything, but gravity, you know, I'm just kidding. All right. Now, really briefly, what I would like to extract from your brain is a little glimpse into your future. Well, um, I am celebrating because I was accepted to the graduate program here at University of Idaho. So you're going to keep coming. So I'm going to keep. Yeah, keep, keep, you're gonna keep doing this kind of stuff. I'd really like to bring it back all around and do more um, outreach, and so outreach along the way, but also um, I'd like to I'd like to become a professor. Yeah. So stay in the world of academia. I want to keep doing research, yeah. but I also want to pass it along. Yeah. I think that's an important part of it. Well, I think you'd be pretty good at it. Well, Danny, I'm super jealous, and I wish I was you. <laughs> this has been great. <laughs> good luck going to graduate school. Thank you. All right, we're done. Bye, everybody. That's it for this episode of the Vandal Science Experience. Make sure you join us again next month for more of the science with three exclamation points.